We want better schools. We want them now. Stand in our way, and you'll catch these eight black hands with Ankrum, Cole, El Mecky, and Stewart. Join us now for an hour or more of talk on education and culture. What's going on, folks? Uh, black hands coming at you live. From the 215. <laughs> the freestyles are blazing. All right. Um, yeah, we're coming at you live. Uh, one, episode 117 tonight. Practical strategies on how to enrich uh, your kids over the summer. And so uh, without further ado, let's jump in, check in with the fellas. Fellas, how y'all doing? What's going on, Charles? We'll start with you. <clears throat> oh, nothing much, man. Good. Just working on some stuff, man. Uh, and, and just creating some new stuff, man, that I'm excited about. And, uh, yeah, hopefully folks will be seeing it soon. Yeah, hey, I'm looking at some of your stuff, man. The production is tight. I'm, well, I'm, you know, we, we, we added a new teammate who's behind the boards today. So uh, some of the newer stuff is him and a mix of some of our older stuff. So shout out to Josh. And if anybody else likes it, y'all should reach out to that young man. Yeah, hey, Josh, I'm reaching out to you now. Uh, and I reached out to you <laughs> last week. And uh, yeah, I need some work on my stuff. Reef, how you doing, bro? City year? What's happening? Yo, man, <laughs> doing, doing well. Yeah, I'm an honorary city year core member. You know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, doing well. It's Sunday, Memorial Day tomorrow. Um, hooking up with some friends and family. And uh, good to see y'all. Yeah, that's what's up. Breezy, how you doing, bro? Good man, I got time today. <laughs> so I'm embracing my old manness. My old manness. I've been listening to old music. It's like, you know, you get a certain age and you start trying to st- still be young. You still be trying to like do it, whatnot. And some days you wake up and you just be like, I'm gonna be old man all day today. I'm just gonna do old man shit. And now you one of those get off my lawn, old men? Or I'm getting you there. I'm getting, I'm getting there. I'm getting there, bro. In clothes, attitude, affect, work style, it's all, it's all, it's going old. It's coming you know? together. That's right. Uh, That's hey, right. listen, man. So. I want to tell y'all uh, from the bottom of my heart, man. I appreciate y'all coming on. It's Memorial Day weekend. There's a whole lot mm. to be doing right now, but yet it's still we out here caping for these eight million black folks or whatever, and we're about to give them some practical strategies. So we, the way we're gonna do it, we uh, it's not new to us. Uh, Charles, you did this before. You ran the show like this before. And so we're going to run the show mm-hmm. uh, similar to Charles uh, in a TFA style. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Charles. I don't even know what he's <laughs> I mean, shout out to TFA. I love him. I work there. I do. Court member, but... <laughs> That's well, all good. Well, shout out to TFA. Y'all see the y'all see the bullets I'm taking for y'all. Let's book me for something, man. Let's go. All right. So what we're gonna do is this, right? So we'll we'll go into one we'll go into one person strategy, right? And then we'll do a whip around as to like how we can uh uh kind of strengthen up that strategy or if it stands as is, it is what it is, right? So uh first up, we'll go with uh the, the youngest person on the podcast. Charles, we'll start with you, sir. Dr. Yeah, I mean, yeah, my first thing, man, is just really simple. It's not even all that like you know, like poignant, it's just just talk to them. Just it's they just came off a crazy year that no one in our recent memory has experienced or kind of lived with, right? And just kind of see where people are and what worked, what didn't work, and and yeah, man, I would just say just be intentional about reconnecting um, once everybody gets a chance to breathe this summer with your kids, and that can go for any age. 
Yeah, that's what's up. So, uh, Reef, what's your thoughts real quick on just, you know, talking to young people? Look, I think I think that's important. I mean, and I would say, you know, talk to, but even more so listen to them. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's a, uh, you know, I read when I was a teacher that, that you know, average kid has like 10 minutes of individual conversation time, you know, a day like on average, right? Like 10 minutes, less than 10 minutes of someone actually listening to them talk and share their thoughts and ideas, you know, when it was an adult. And I, th- I think that's really important. Uh, too often they get lost in the shuffle and they're there, but they're not being listened to. So speaking with them, listening to them, having a conversation, I think that's absolutely crucial anytime, but particularly now. That's what's up. Breeze, you got anything else to add to that? No, I think this is one. I don't know why I didn't think of this one, but it's one of the most important ones. I, think, uh, I concur with what Sharif just said in that the style of how you talk to kids. I, I remember something a long time ago, way long time ago, um, learning it. And I don't remember where, but it was about you have to make eye, eye contact with your kid because oftentimes we're running through the house. Oh, yeah, I'm listening to you. Or uh-huh. you're in the kitchen cooking. Oh, yeah, I'm listening to you. And uh-huh. Unless you stop, take a breath and look directly at them at a certain age, they don't actually believe that you're actually really talking to them or listening to them. So really, uh, it's an art. So just that's my only addition to this. This is one of the most important ones. Communicate and talk. Have a running dialogue that goes on for years, as a matter of fact, because whenever there's something that is troubling them or going wrong in their life, you want them to be able to just drop it in a conversation with you. So you have to start that. That's a that's a lifetime, lifelong dialogue that you start. But uh, make an art of the listening part. Stop. Take a breath. Ask ask uh, uh, questions, you know, follow up questions and non-judgmental follow up questions like you're leading them through a story that they're telling at all times. So that's it. I think this is a great one. No, I love that. Put the phone down, turn the TV off, like literally like, you know, yeah. uh, look. Yo, Ray, did you ever do you have folks coming like when you were a principal coming up to the school like, let me talk to the kids, man. What they really want to do is just browbeat them and like lecture them. <laughs> I'm like, no, you can't talk to my students. No, no, no. no. Yo, I'm, I'm, yo, I'm very intentional about Stay in school. Let, what, 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 uh, yeah, uh, but nobody came up to you and said that. Like, yo, yeah, you need course, to let me. Yeah, like, you need to let me talk to you. Like, yo, yeah. chill, man. Go talk to the mirror. Like, get out of here. Like, stop the mirror. The mirror. <laughs> so one, one of the things that I would add to, uh, to Charles, uh, just talking to kids, is like taking note. Right. Taking copious notes in terms of the conversations that you're having with your kids mm-hmm. and then revisiting the notes or whatever. Uh, not in a way that not not in a way that, you know, you're, you're like, 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 I got you. But not in a got you kind of way, but in a way that like, all right, well, we met this benchmark because you talked about this. Right. And uh, and just building upon those benchmarks or whatever. You know, kids like to hear when they accomplish things and when they're doing really good things. And uh, and as parents, it's really important for us to point that out to our kids. All right, Reefy, we with you, baby. What, what's yours? What's your first one? I, I think and it, it relates to what uh, Dr. Cole brought up is really exploring what they would enjoy, you know, literally finding out, you know, and this comes from conversation. Right. It could have come from observing them. But more or less, it'll come from conversation and support them in exploring. Right. Like what are their strengths? What are they uh, interested in? What do they enjoy? And trying to go deep with that, whatever that is, you know, it may be just something that they're passionate about, but they haven't had time to go deep. Um, and it's like, what would it mean for a kid to, to know that? You know what? Like 
you're not only taking an interest in me, but an interest in things that I'm interested in. Right. And so um, I, I think of my my uh, son, you know, he was the one that wanted an apiary. You know, I ended up learning a lot about his hobby, about what he was interested in. And I think that just supported us, uh, you know, coming closer. You know, I think I know more more about the bees than he does at this point. But mm-hmm. he started that homework. Right. Just because he was interested in it. So I became curious and wanted to be. Um, to know more about what he was interested in. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what's up. Uh, um, Chris, you got anything to add to that? No. And in a second, when you ask me why, I'll tell you. <laughs> why. I had nothing to say to that one. I'll say it again. But it didn't. Damn, All right. damn so, I it <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I think my stuff still stands. I feel like it's a, it's an extension of what I kind of said earlier, right? Just mm-hmm. kind of falling into that larger, that larger bucket of communication. So. I, I ain't gonna mess with perfection. Go ahead, Ray. You got it. <laughs> That's what's up. All right, uh, Breeze, we're, we're throwing you in here, man. What's your first one? Reef stole my first one. <laughs> man, I, was, I, I, I can see your notes. I can see your notes. But mine, I mean, I don't know if this is different or if it's the same, but mine, my, my theory is kids have just gone, I, I'm speaking for my kids specifically, have went through a rough year of remote learning that was crap that actually was more trouble than it was worth. They were always week to week was just a struggle. It was really to keep it going. So this is their summer, right? So this is the time where they're used to every year. Summer becomes the let your hair down, exhale, breathe. And, you know, some of us as parents are going to be worried about whether or not they caught up or not, or whether they, you know, so we might try and make the summer like extra schooly. And that would be a mistake. I think, I think, you know, I think that would be a little bit of a mistake. Uh, for my kids. So the one thing I could say to do, if you are concerned, like I am, is to find the thing that they love and go hard on it for the whole summer, go hard on it all summer. The thing that they love, that means invest some money in it, some time, some effort, but find the learning value in it. Like what's the thing in it that if you go hard, if they already love it, they'd be okay with doing it all summer. Right. So like I have one who loves to go outside and just shoot hoops and I have to figure out what's the learning value in that. Like, what's the thing that could happen with that over the summer? That's a learning value uh, to it because he's going to do it and he'll he'll go hard on it if I let him whatever. Um, And then learn all you can about it. Actually, I mean, like Charles has seen the pictures of them going out there. I don't know the rules of basketball. His oldest <laughs> sibling does. His oldest sibling does. But, you know, I have some learning to do. If I, Like last year he played, you know, and it was almost like, you know, I look like a damn fool telling him what to do. Because, you know, I was never a basketball kid. That just wasn't my thing. So I have to learn a little bit about it. And he'll go hard on it. I have one upstairs who's a Fortnite rust uh, and Charles again, you know, I think I'm just gonna give my kids to Charles this summer. <laughs> <laughs> Charles, who? Which Charles? You got a new Charles coming on? I'm just like, you got a new uncle, bro. You got an uncle. Because one is into video games, one is into basketball, and then one is into like art things, like artistic stuff or whatnot. That last one is the one that I can really hang with the most, know the most about. But how I'm, how I'm gonna like try to figure out a way to learn with Fortnite? You know, like YouTube, what's the learning value YouTube in that? YouTube videos, just YouTube videos, just OD on them, Twitch videos, you know, and you don't have to know it, Chris. You can just sit and take interest in the thing that they have interest in. And guess what? They'll teach it to you and it'll even, and that'll be even more prudent than you trying okay, to learn. See, this and, is and, Dr. And Cole talking. And this is why I'm about to give them over to Dr. Cole. because <laughs> This is what I will tell you for sure. What you just said 
would have been right for me as a child. But right. if you put your dad on Fortnite and he gets in with the gang and he sucks. <laughs> nah, you don't, you don't, you don't get to play, man. You just, okay, you just okay, like, tell me what's happening. Yeah. What you like okay. about it? Tell me why you like it. What, what am I watching? I'm watching you, you know, I'm telling you brother. All right. Mm-hmm. So, let, so let, your, let your kid, let yeah, your kid be the play. expert at don't something with you in their presence. Yeah, 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 that's what's up. Hey, one of the things that I want to talk about, man, is that what that I want to debunk at least, right? Is just this whole summer learning loss concept, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like when we look at this and we define these terms like a summer learning loss, it's us looking at things through like a deficit lens, and so I want us to look at this more so as like how can we accelerate learning uh, for our students, right? Because I think that if you go into it with a positivist approach, uh, they're going to be more receptive to, to to wanting to learn more during the summer. Why, Ray? You said why? Why, Ray? <laughs> why, Ray? Why, Ray? <laughs> why? Why we got to change words? Why, why, why we got to change words? Why can't it just be learning words? Why? We got to change mindsets, bro. Hey, matter of fact, we got to switch our whole slang up, man. You see what these cats from AEI is doing with woke and all our, our terminology, bro. You know we what? Let me just say, let me say something, Ray. If you walking home tonight and someone yeah. puts their hand in your pocket and takes yeah. your wallet out and yeah. you go to the police, you're not going to say, I want to accelerate my earning potential. You will say I lost my wallet. <laughs> like you're gonna say it's lost, it's gone. You're nah, not gonna be bro. like, I need to accelerate. What's the difference in the world? Help me. It's a different way in terms of how you engage kids, man. All right. Like, our kids, our kids all their lives have been told what they can't do, right? right? And how they can't do it. And so if we go in and we go, we approach things through a positive mindset and kind of re-engage them and reimagine learning for them in terms of what they can do, starting from man, you are amazing. You are great because they don't hear that from these folks, right? Uh, these folks look at them through a deficit lens and it's always, oh, remediation, right? Like, how the hell you got kindergartners in, 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 in remedial class? Like, I don't understand that, bro. But if you walk into some of these schools, man, you walk into some of these schools, you hey, all you hear about is what these kids can't do. And especially with the, when they black and brown, reef. Bro, no, listen, I just saw a schedule and it was so disheartening for kindergartners. They have recess twice a week. <laughs> like I, I just have always my entire life thought that was like an everyday thing and that children learn through play. They've scripted in a way that they get that twice a week because every day they want three or four hours of reading for mm-hmm. kindergarten because they're assuming like, oh, you don't know. And you are so far by and like not understanding just basic human growth and development. Right. Like and so. You know, this is what happens when you don't have like actual experts in pedagogy, in child development, in the in the psyche of children. And you're just like, oh, well, we have 14 months. So now you kindergartner, you're going to have four, three, four hours a day reading. Well, this is a hell of a way to turn them off right from the beginning. Right. <laughs> just turn them off. Then in the middle school, you're like, why don't you like? Yeah, because you, you, you made me hate it. <laughs> you know, you made me hate it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what's up, Rick, man. I appreciate you you uh, you plugging that. It's Listen, bro, if you're listening to us right now, right, and there's about a hundred of y'all in this audience right now, and we got six likes. Stop playing with us, right? <laughs> it's Memorial Day weekend. I could be on my grill right now. I could be eating food. I could be doing all the things that I could be doing. Mm-hmm. Man, take a second, like this. Show us you in the house with us. We got a little, we got a surprise later, later on. We got a new wrinkle coming to y'all. Uh-oh. Because hey, listen, you know, these, you know, they got podcast folks that they look at us, they study our stuff, they try to steal our stuff. We'll get something new to steal tonight. All right, round two. 
Are uh, you good at grilling though? Like, I mean, you're talking about where you would be. Like, is that... <laughs> what's happening right now? No, man, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> it don't oh, seem okay, like yeah, a, yeah. it don't seem yeah, like I, a Long I, Island I thing, am, bro. I, I am. I, I, I know he doesn't look Long like Island. a griller. I'm from Long Island, though. Huh? Hey, I'm not from Long Island, first and foremost, right? Secondly, okay. y'all look That's like y'all, even, y'all look like y'all don't even cook y'all food through. <laughs> uh, I am eating plant based these days. So, see, see, yeah, yeah. And, and we yeah. find out you ain't putting too much seasoning on your food, bro. I just had some of the best Senegalese uh, lamb chops Ooh. that that you've ever uh, you ever tasted. Don't listen. You can't you can't touch illegal. Senegalese cooking, bro. Yeah, mm. you didn't cook it though. So what? Where are their lambs at? Where are their lambs? Huh? Well, she, Where are their you know, lambs? Everybody call them lamb. It's, it's nothing but mutton. You know, it's mutton. <laughs> How far are you from a mutton? Who's the <laughs> not far at all. To you? Oh, Red, really? Like okay. a mile? A mile? All right. Yeah, wow. I, yeah, I'm not going to let y'all do this. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. Round, round two. <laughs> round Yo, two. you know, I go and kill my own food, right? To make it halal. So oh. right, up, right on Broad Street. Wait, wow. wait, wait. Talk us through that. Mm. Because that's a learning experience. It, yeah, I mean, so you you know yeah. you you slaughter your own food because for us, it's halal is killed a certain way, mm-hmm. and so there's a store uh, a mile or so away, and they have all kind of stuff that you you know you kill it yourself in order to eat sheep, duck, chickens, rooster, pigeons, doves, whatever, yeah, you know, quail, doves, quail. Wait a and second, so, all so you walk all in and you kill a live ass animal? Oh, yeah. The what? You walk in to a right. building. And kill an animal and then take it home and eat it. Yeah. All you vegans that are listening to the show, uh, uh, Black Hands is a PETA friendly show, except for. Uh, <laughs> I, I ain't PETA friendly. I, I eat. I but, eat hey, I eat Sharif, what's, Sharif, what's the. Uh, how different is it from the kosher in process, too? I know it's like. There's some yeah. similarities and some differences. I think there's similarities. I don't, I'm not an expert on the kosher joint, you know, but mm-hmm. I think there's some Because it was something around like blood can't touch certain things or uh, for us, kosher Yeah, you kill it, you pray, you pray, you kill mm-hmm. it, and then you let the, the blood flow out of it. Um, it's it's pure. Wow. It's cleaner. It's cleaner. Yeah. We call the rest of it beat them in the head food. You know what I mean? Like they, they just <laughs> knock them in the head and serve it to folks. Like way, way down with that. You know what I mean? Oh. It, it sounds to me like the way that you're talking Matter about. Matter of fact, Cole, next time you go, we should go up to that joint and, you know, and get some money. I'm with you. Know you. I mean? I'm with you. You know, you want to know, you, you know, it's something funny because my grandfather was a chef and my dad cooks too. So they would send me to the meat market uh, and the fish market. And then so you got to get all the fish live and then. They just take the marvel. They, they take a you know that that little mallet. Bop yeah, everybody in. I was traumatized. Yeah. I was try. I, they sent me to the fish market with a note, and I came back traumatized. So yes, I, I'm I'm Listen, down. Though. We can do it. My kid is uh, sometimes they were like, "Yo, Dad, don't eat our pets. All right, like don't eat our pets." You know, they are random. Wow. I'm like, Listen. I'll eat that Randy is delicious. Yo, if there's anybody on this podcast right now that could star in an episode of Naked and Afraid, it is Sharif. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, mean, I, like I wouldn't want to see it. What is but, you know, what is yo, hey, listen, hey, you know, this is a family program. I don't know. What anyway, I will say, Sharif is the one where I post pictures of all the deer in my backyard. My backyard has deer, recently turkey. Turkey oh, nice. and other things. A deer will come right up to my window as I'm sitting in the, you know, sitting. And you ain't got a you ain't got a single bow, do you? 
and that's this is what this dude said. I'm taking pictures and showing people my the deer in my backyard. Oh look, the deer come right up to my window. They come right, and Sharif is like, "Ooh, that'd be some good eating." All right, y'all yeah. throwing this off too much. Uh, we, right. we, 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 we own you, even even though this is about stuff you can expose your kids yeah, to, bro. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm taking my kids hunting. Yeah. I've taken them to that to that store. You know what I mean. And somebody so, said it in the comments too. Uh, take your kids to a slaughterhouse. <laughs> as a Absolutely. My yeah. daughter slaughtered slaughtered a, a was it it was a lamb. Yeah, my, a sheep. My daughter slaughtered it's all, all my fun kids. And games all and the jokes until ones. until the zombie apocalypse come, and then everybody don't nobody know how to eat nothing. <laughs> I'm with you, Sharif. What's the next topic? <laughs> Who got Back it? To Who got the next one? Chris, on you, Chris. Yeah. What about me? Uh, second round. Just for the people who are just joining and listening, please like this show and share it. Share it on Twitter. Share it on Facebook. Share it with your friends. Call your mama. Tell her to get on right now. She's going to love this. Four brothers talking about education who are intelligent. Come see us. Come see about us on a, a holiday weekend. Um, so my first one was something to love and and find something they love and go hard on it. My second one is to have a project. Now, this is not something necessarily that would be um, something that they love, but it's something you can do together that has learning value to it. For instance, like if you have to build a deck or if you have to, if you want to study the river, like we live near the Mississippi River, it travels all the way down to the south. Found a, um, I found a riverboat cruise that actually goes down the entire oh, one New Orleans all the way up to St. Paul, Minnesota. Isn't that crazy? That's it's amazing. Like, like 11 days. So um, not everybody can do the same things, but I'm just saying if you had a summer long project of sorts mm-hmm. that had math involved, had a little bit of science, a little bit of history, a little bit of reading, a little bit of sharing information with each other, uh, it could be your summer project and it doesn't have to look like school and it can be fun and it can be, you know, not one and done. Like we're just going to do it this weekend and it's over with. It's like it's all done. It'd be nice if it was something that took a period of time where they can come with you along the process, either shopping for things that that, that whatever you're building or, you know, helping plan if it's a trip or whatever. Have a project uh, and make them co-pilot to the project. Mm, That's what's that. like that. Anybody, anybody got any feedback? Reef, you sound like you had some feedback. No feedback. I just love it. Um, you know that. I mean, I think he's Chris is uh, looking at my notes this time. You know, I, I had uh, <laughs> I had some very similar. You know, but I, I think this is a uh, you know this is really important. But I, he framed it differently, where it's a family project. You know, um, so you could have family outings, you could have family dinner, you could have a family project. And so I love the framing of it as a uh, you know this family thing, and you, it's something that you may know, and you're kind of bringing them along, or it could be something that you're all learning together, which I think would be really incredible. Can, yeah. can I add one more piece to this too, by the way? Please. There's, Please a, you, there's a YouTube channel. The, the dude's name is kind of, it's kind of like he's the internet dad or something like that. And his mm. whole channel is showing you how to do stuff your dad didn't teach you how to do. Mm. And, and um, like one of them, he was just like, for God's sake, stop paying people 80, $90 to change your oil. And he's like, here's four steps. Let me just show you the four steps to change your oil. And when I saw the four steps, because I thought, you know, I'm one of them drive up, put your car there, sit and, and read, you know, Wired magazine until it gets done. So I thought there was some magic happening in there. Not at all. <laughs> I thought they were doing some magic stuff back there. <laughs> like, when he showed it on his his dad YouTube channel, it was just like you pull this plug out of here, make sure there's a pan here, make sure this goes through, put some more in, top it off, take the filter off, blah blah. And it just looked like boom, 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 boom. And it was probably ten dollars. 
Yeah. Um, no, it was more than ten dollars. All is expensive, bro. I mean. Uh, Bruh, like when you go it to the store, I was about to say, when you go in there and you roll up in there, they're charging you $90. If you got a teenager, <laughs> that, that's something y'all probably need to learn together so that you can say at some point down the road, hey, go change oil. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right, but you you probably got one of them vehicles with synthetic oil because you're making all this bread out here. I'm not calling your pocket. Bruh, I got a minivan. Yeah, yeah. It's probably a plug-in. You talking about Charles? In. Charles is the one that needs to take don't, it. Hey, in don't, and do get the don't do that. Don't do yeah. that. <laughs> hey, he already said it himself on one of the shows, so now it's open game. He makes mean? fun of my I, minivan too. He he I asked me was Chris, I drive a Kia. Would you feel like your like your soul fell out your body when you got that minivan? I, I That's said what he that said about your, my minivan. I said, yeah, your 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 minivan definitely is a soul sucker. It's definitely <laughs> over for you. Uh, it's done. This shit is over. But yes, I shout out to all my kids drivers baby we got we got the best uh warranty in the game 10 years 100,000 miles 10 years baby it's 20 <laughs> years, years now y'all behind it's 20 years now is it a Kia yeah. warranty is 20 years 20 years bro Right. I knew it was 10 years on the new one, so at any rate, I don't want to have none of them. I, there's no kid in the world I want for 10 goddamn years. Uh, <laughs> but the Telesi, is, is it pronounced Telesi? Nice. Uh, Palisade. Tell you right. Tell you right. Tell you right. Tell you right. Yeah, they were sold out. Yeah. Yes. Well, anyways, maybe change the oil is a short term project. Things like that. The, the dad stuff that I should have learned and, and my my 13 year old should learn. Maybe we can learn it together over the summer. Hey, we got we got we got Kia fam in the audience. There it is. What's That's up? What's up, man? Let's do it. Hey, uh, so so yeah, Charles, sister Sasha. Uh, you up next, man? Round two. Yeah, mine is uh, you know, I would say uh, just in a, in a spirit of, of energy converter, in the sense of like it was a bad year. It was it's a lot of negative energy. Uh, but I, let's if we could pull out a blessing from it, if we had to squeeze out a silver lining, I think you know what's something that we can learn uh, around this time. And that's what my next goal is around. My next goal is around um, setting just some really intentional goals. And 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 the beautiful the, the beautiful thing about this horrible horrible time was that hopefully people see that they don't have to be con- constrained by the system and mm-hmm. and where their kid learns so we just had a year where a lot of kids just did not get the things that they need or whatever but that means that the true can, that the same can be true in reverse right like you know if you if you got a, a third grader going to the fourth grade what's to stop you from trying to get them reading at a fourth grade level then reading some fifth grade books or whatever, whatever the case is don't hinder your own kids based off of some arbitrary timeline that yeah. we just saw didn't didn't matter in the grand scheme of things. So, um, you know, hopefully folks can come out of this making very intentional plans for their child's learning and yeah. don't just try to get caught up. Like, what does it look like to be ahead? Absolutely. Hey, I love that goal. And then also, you know, uh, for folks at school, for, for folks that folks that school has not ended yet, uh, ask some real intentional questions to these teachers like what reading level is my child on, right? Because like, if you know what reading level your child's on, when you're making these trips to go get books, go buy books at bookstores mm-hmm. or order books online, you're ordering those just right books for those kids so they're not struggling reading. Because if kids are struggling while they're reading, you know, you want you want to get at a level to where it's challenging them, but if they're struggling too much, then it's going to turn them off in terms of reading. So make sure that you get yeah. just right books for your kids. And, and Ray, real quick, I, uh, before you came to meet, can I can I just comment on, on uh, Chris's real quick? I just wanted to add some to his. I liked his a lot. And yeah. I was just going to say, um, especially with Memorial Day coming, it's making me think about my brother, my pops and my uncle. But my but my friend will talk to my dad about that stuff. And what I was going to say is if you got extra room in that big ass van like like Chris got, 
you know, and if there's somebody down the way, you know, see if see if those kids want to come, if you got room, if you got capacity. And if there is like a group of dads or parents or trips or outings, maybe you can coordinate with some of your neighbors and some of your people to bring, you know, more young folks with you. Because like, for instance, I've never been fishing before. Right. Like, mm. so if I'm living next door to a Sharif and they go fishing still all the time. Till as of now? Never. Hey, we, really? We need an A Black Hands fishing trip because I've Damn. never caught really? But I've never well, caught You never the, caught the Yo, man, I've, the I've met more young black folks who've never been fishing, never sh- went to a ra- a shooting range, never went hunting. Like, where y'all been? Are y'all from well, down well, south? I know. I like guns. Uh, I got a lot of, but well, I don't have anything. But I, guns, I got right. But <laughs> but what I was gonna say was, have you gone uh, to a range? I, I go to ranges. Yeah, my okay. my brother is is bang bang unit brother. We going to Vegas in a few weeks, and the range and card table is the first things that's happening, right? But um, what I was gonna say was, though, I took my parents to the Bahamas a few years ago, and uh, the fishing came up. My dad's like, oh, like a local was taking the fishing. He's like, you want to go with me? He's like, absolutely not, sir. So I'm just saying, <laughs> I did have an opportunity later in life. Uh, <laughs> that moment has passed, my guy. Uh, just don't waste my money. We, we and really have a good time. We really should do, yo, it's kind of zen, bro. Like going on a fishing trip. We should definitely put, yo, there's a lot of things that, yo, we haven't been, when's the last time we did a live show? A year. So you you want to yeah. do one on a fishing boat? Yeah. Yeah. No, well, no, about? not one on a fishing boat. I'm, I'm saying, if we go to the boat. Shit. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's the only way I want to go fishing if we can do a, a, a damn show on the boat. That's I didn't want to take us off track. I just I just like what Chris was saying. And yeah. I just wanted to, you know, I wanted to throw that wrinkle in because like it ain't even about like if a kid got a dad or not. Right. It just might be Chris. You know, Chris is doing this on this one, maybe next week or next month. Somebody else is doing something that and, and Chris's kids can tag along just and it just lightens the load on parents and people. If y'all are actually, you know, kind of coming together and they might have other expertise that your kids might be interested in. Yeah, it is like y'all were looking at my notes, though, because so I'm not going to say it now, but I had an, a last a final thought on this that I'll, I'll mm-hmm. say in the end. So thank you, Charles, for, for priming. Right. It up. So, well, so, I feel so, like I was going to say a lot of synergy. Number. That's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah synergy. Great. It is synergy. Good, good, man. That means that we're yes. all on the same page in terms this of true. million black kids that need to be <clears throat> need to have their learning accelerated. So, Reefy, jump in here, man. What's your what's your uh, round two? Yeah, so my round two is very similar, as I said, to what Chris said. Uh, he, he said it more poetically um, as far as the, the family project. Mine's around like exposing to something new. And, you know, whether it's taking, I don't care if he's, you know, 29 or not, take him fishing. You know, take take Charles fishing. You know what I mean? I don't care if he got his PhD, <laughs> get his butt on a boat. You know what I mean? Or even if you do it on, you know, on the side off to the, the Schuylkill River or something, you know, some you, you got a river somewhere. You know, both for Chicago and and uh, Oakland. So, um, so, but yeah, basically exposing them to something new, and what that could be like a trip. You know, and I think about like you know, like all the travels that we were able to uh, do as a child, and not just overseas trips, but you know, we used to go to South Carolina a couple times a year, right? Like including the summer, and just being able to expose to that, or you know, a lot of cities have these like. There's secret places, but they're open and free. Right. And so Philly, you have these places. It's like invisible barriers. They'll be like in the hood and none of the black folks in the community have gone here because they think that they can't. You know, and so like we got a locust street and it turns into locust way when it gets to Penn's campus. But that's public space. But, you know, 
black kids think like, oh, I can't go there, right? And so like, take your kids there. Or, or me and my brother, we went to, uh, I'm on this uh, board for the Philadelphia Bee Guild. And so we had, this, we had a, uh, there was a festival. So we set up a table. Wait a second, the what? Yeah, Philadelphia uh, uh, Honey Bee Guild. So, but listen. There's a bee union? Bees have a union? <laughs> it's a guild. It's a group. Like we provide support. You know what I mean? For do y'all wear a little bee hats. Do I, do, I, do, I, do I have a bee hat on? Do y'all wear hats? This we week? all strike. Maybe close to it. No, no, no it's not like that. It's, oh, okay, it's more right. of a support group, right? Uh, it's an informational awareness. It's an awareness group, right? Like we, so we set up a table, but it's at the John Wick house, right? And the John Wick is public. It's open eight to four, like beautiful grounds. You see this, this Joker, you know, sometimes I get a little mad, right? Like this Joker had this huge mansion in Germany. Germantown, uh, you know, he, he was a uh, he sold beer. Right. But you can imagine 1700s. He builds this mansion, you know, uh, in the middle of other people, the Lenape people's land. But anyway, that is now open to folks. Right. And we got Bartram Gardens. And when you ask people like, hey, have you gone to Bartram Gardens? They're like, no. You know, have you gone to that Arboretum that's in the city? No. Have you gone to the freshwater marsh? No. Right. Like and so and these are all like open and free and public spaces. But you see so many folks that look like us have never been. And when you go there, you know, white folks are like, oh, yeah, I've known about this forever. Like we've always come here. Right. Like and so really opening up and exposing to different places. And a lot of stuff is free. You know, all these different parks, different type of spaces, um, you know, and just the exposure. So whether it's a place like that, whether it's something to learn, whether it's a project that, uh you know, Chris talked about uh, if it's pheasant hunting or if it's an, uh, ant farm, like whatever it is, just exposure, exposure. Mm-hmm. Everybody hey, learn something new. A lot of times, man, these folks, that, for, for folks that are out there listening to this, these things are in your city and they're free. You mm-hmm. just got to do the legwork in terms of finding out uh, where, where these things are and, and then, you know, load up the van and take the kids, neighborhood kids, too. They need exposure as well. Anybody else want to uh, get some feedback in terms of uh, in, in terms of what Reef just said? Oh, is, oh yeah, and then and find out your your Black History space. So like Philly is like we got so many underground railroad spots, mm-hmm. right? Like that's one of the places I want to take my youngest kids. The older ones went right. Like mm-hmm. I want to do two things. One is this mural arts tour, and then another one is for them to hit a couple. You know, like the Johnson House, right? Where they were like literally like yeah, Harry Tubman was in there. Yeah, Will's. William still worked out of here. Yeah, like these folks came here and worked here and did mm-hmm. and you know did some stuff. I think it's just really important connection is to see like oh you know what like there were there were folks that helped shape this this place and they look like That's you. Beautiful. Hey, listen, you better do that shit down because they about to ban CRT and. <laughs> Listen, you know what? Sometimes sometimes you got to ban stuff just so you can say, like, you know what? And I'm still doing it. Like, I, I want them to ban it. I want, I want them to ban it. So I can say, F you, I'm still doing it. Like, some, if it's not, you, you, you just do it. Right? We, be, we be saying they about to ban CRT. Like, like that's like saying they about to ban flying cars. That shit wasn't happening before. It wasn't. <laughs> like, it was, it, it's so dumb. It's, it's so, it's so Let them ban it. Yeah. Let them ban right. it. Good, good. <laughs> so, uh, my second round is this, right? Real simple, and it's for it's for folks that uh, may register on the uh, socially economically challenged. Um, a library card, right? Like library cards are super simple, right? A lot of these uh, libraries are on the bus lines to where you can get there. Um, I do recognize that in some cities they're closing libraries down and they're uh, shutting down access for Black folks. So I do understand that. But um, if you could go on the internet and then um, you some some of these libraries, you can go on the internet and you can get a, a library card 
based off of your information on the internet. And then they do have access to online books as well from the library. So you can start uh, downloading books for your kids from the from from the uh, virtual space uh, in a library. You don't actually have to go in. But then there are also programs that are attached to these libraries that are free programs for all age groups. Yeah, I really encourage you guys to get involved with that um, and to expose kids. Because I I remember growing up, man, uh, and Chris, I'm pretty sure you can relate to this. Um, As soon as the summer started, I must have ran from uh, sunup to sundown every day. And unless I pushed myself or or the people that love me pushed me to want to become a better reader or do those things as a child, that's not in my mind. My mind is like, oh, this is my free time and I'm going to do whatever I want. So it's also time for parents to jump in and parent. Um, Yeah. So any feedback? A lot of of kids across America, that's what they see summer as being for, man. I mean, that's, and and that's traditional too. That's not just, that's not not just our kids. Yeah, there's a lot of kids. They feel like, man, this is a kid contract. Yes. Yes. They're like, listen, you make me do this all year long with these people I don't love. Summertime roll around. I don't have to see them. I get to sleep in. I get to watch cartoons. I get to do whatever. Right. What was was that song y'all used to sing when school was out? Which uh, one? Uh, I don't know. This is about to be kind no of more teachers. The full screen. <laughs> no more teachers. No more books. No, no more something. No more uh-uh, books. We never sang that. No though. more teachers. Dirty looks. You ain't, you ain't used to no, sing no, that? No, no. We didn't do that. No, we, we didn't do that. that. Is it, that's what y'all was doing at the Black Panther School? Brother? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say I was singing. I was just saying like as... This we is what you imagine we were doing. This is what you imagine with us what we were doing. Yeah, there the you go. There yeah, you go. Yeah. No more pistols, no white educated books, kids. No more teachers, <laughs> dirty look. Thank you. See, other people in the in the uh, in the audience have heard this. I don't know where y'all been, but I would hear this people walking. So you you street. mean you mean teachers were giving you dirty looks? You, you nah. mean you mean these teachers he's, that he's, love kids? Not his Uncle, Uncle not Jim O'Frey, not mine. This other, is what I would hear. Walk people walking down the street singing in unison. These teachers can do no wrong. I don't know what you guys are talking about here. You guys, you guys are making stuff up. <laughs> so, uh, uh, round three. This is round three. I think so. Yeah, it's right. round three. Bro. Round three starts with you. You should never be in MMA. First and foremost, if I'm in, if I'm in this, MMA, this, that, this I'm that, not, that, that extra time out in that Michigan Duke game. That's what, that's what that is. But if I'm going past round two, you're going to win because I'm, I'm trying to knock you out and kill you in round first, in the first and second round. All right, Logan Paul. <laughs> oh my gosh. Shereen, what's your next one, bro? <laughs> Listen, well, mine's a similar. I think, uh, I don't I don't know which one of y'all said this, but uh, my my next one was prepping for the next school year. Mm. So you know, like really finding out like what what were the what were the things that you wanted, what are your aspirations, and not just like oh my kid getting ready, but you getting ready as as the as the parent as the advocate. You know, finding out like you know whether it's a new school, new class, new teacher, but new mindset, you know, that they're going to support your child even more. And so that game plan, you know, uh, I think Ray talked about having notes. Other folks in previous shows have talked about like going in. I think uh, uh, Dr. Cole used to talk about like having a plan going in um, to school. So developing that, you know, over the summer. And that again comes with a conversation with your child. What were the things that they experienced during the school year that they didn't necessarily share in the moment? Right. And so having not only this, uh, you know, reflection point, but this, you know, this conversation so that they see like, you know what, 
we're partnering on this. What is your aspiration? What are your goals? All right, here's how I'm going to support you. And we're going in there together and we're going to tag team inside, outside game. <laughs> you know, you're going to be able to mm-hmm. advocate for yourself better inside. And I'm going to be doing the same thing for you on the outside, but really prepping for the next school year. And I think it goes mm-hmm. back to starting with the questioning now before school ends, uh, uh, Mr. Counter Narrative mentioned. And so that can inform your plan as you, uh, as you, you know, Make it a, a robust plan and, and commitment. Get to, get that calendar and say, yep, September, this is what I'm saying. I'm asking for. This is what I'm doing. November, don't just wait for them to say, here's our report card card. They got their own calendar as a school. Have your calendar as well. Mm, I love that. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Charles, you got some you got some feedback? I, I hear you say Yeah, I love it. I, I mean, I, yeah, and no, I was I appreciate that, Ray. I was just saying uh I love it. You know, I'm Mr. Plan as and listen, parents, and I and I, it was implied in what Sharif was saying, but I want to say it very clearly. Um because I definitely talked about this before, like even if y'all make a plan and you don't hit everything to perfection, right? It's just about having a vision and moving towards that space. Um and just like when we talk about like trying to find the best school for your kid. The process of kids watching their parents fight for their education has a long term impact, even if the school you end up at ain't end up at ain't better. So like those things imprint on somebody. So I really like that, Sharif. Um, Like you're setting a good example at any age for kids about the importance of a plan, the importance of having a vision. And like, you know, if you're religious, if you if you got old black people in your house where there's no vision you know what I'm saying? Like the people perish. Every, every biblical, any type of religion, any type of old sage wisdom talks about having some type of forethought uh, and, and listen to that. So I, I think that's a real strong bit of wisdom. I just wanted to bring in that piece so parents didn't add pressure to themselves. Like, damn, we need to set these goals and we might not hit them. Don't worry about hitting the goals as much as setting them and going through the process and seeing where y'all are at. Yeah. Uh, Chris, any feedback? No, I mean, this was a tough one for me just in that, uh, you know, the year has been so rough for so many students. The thing about thinking about the next school year or whatnot is just it feels far off for me right now. It feels like something I know I should be thinking about. And I know like me and my wife have to be planning for and thinking through. But I mean, we just are getting out of a bad situation, right? Like, like we're like days just out of it. And I'm still trying to figure out how it's not a lost summer, but how we give the maximum amount of non-schoolish, non, non-formal schoolish type of things, right? Like, like uh, um, they are going to do reconstruction. They picked a couple of classes out of reconstruction, but we let them pick. Which ones they reconstruction.us. Yeah, reconstruction. But it was their choosing, like ones that fit with what they want. So it's kind of school and it kind of will help them get to the next year a little bit, not having a complete wasted summer, but it's not super schoolish. Because I think right now that they'd form a union on us and they outnumber <laughs> us in this house. So so we don't want that. But that's um, enrichment, like reconstruction. That's great re- enrichment. That's fantastic. So. And they chose themselves, like yeah. their voice, their choice. I think that's awesome. And it's yeah. ac- it's still academic, but it's done in such a different way. I think their experience with it will be very different than um, you know what they had. I right, roll into your uh, your number three, and then Charles, you up next. Well, I mean, I did. What I can just share is is like 
some of the things that we're doing with with our children. So, of course, they'll be in freedom schools, freedom school literacy. Academy. I don't know. My, I don't know, baby. You're going to be in freedom school because we didn't get the call yet for the second year in a row. Oh, all these people. No, all you finally people. you actually registered this year. I'm so I'm so excited about that. That is dope. That is dope. Thank you for your <laughs> thank you for supporting. You know, so um, no, I'm sure baby girl is is in. Um, and so we're doing that. I, as I mentioned about the the traveling. We're gonna be doing some, you know, as normal the the gardening. The you know whether it's with the the koi and the turtles or the the bees or the you know just gardening. So we got to build a structure right to protect them from the groundhog, the pesky groundhogs. But you know I'm I'm looking forward to you know the summer. But as as uh you know Stewart said, like not. Not in the way that, uh, you know, that would be a typical, um, you know, give them the space, the Freedom School, which is they just have so much fun with that. They don't even look at it as as school. They look at it as like really like a a a, a place where f- dope folks are, you know. So I think that's, a, you know, that's we're excited. We're excited and definitely going to try to hit up some of the places. And if you're in Philly, uh, some of the folks, Miss Vicky and Sister Elaine, and and they've put a whole bunch of resources, you know, whether it's Cobbs Creek, whether it's Tinicum, whether the address for the Wick House, I saw a flash around there. We're going to be hitting up all those spots, you know, probably still masked up, you know what I mean? But we go ahead. And- yeah. Uh, Charles, jump in here, man. Yeah, I, I didn't have much to add on that. I thought that was I thought no, was, no, we're going to see number three. Oh, okay, cool. Um, well, I like the, I like the challenge that you put out there, right? And I would and what I pushed myself to do was to try to give things that that you could apply to any age group, right? Because I know I tend to scope more towards high school, but I think um, this is something that I, I coach teachers on doing. I think doing, parents doing this could be powerful. Is uh, I call it a dream session, and basically it is. Uh, having a kid like dream or imagine what what they want for their future. And if it's like a young kid that needs to work on their writing, have them write it out. If it's a teenager that don't like talking to you, take them out. And then, you know, y'all use that as a vehicle to talk. But then as a parent or normally a teacher, you also do the same. You also do like a, you know, it's like Chris with one of his kids of being like listening to his daughter, listening to or, or having her read what she wants. And then him looking at her and also just being like, I love that. Let me tell you what I've just from what I've seen in you, like what I what I, some stuff I can see you doing. And part of it is, again, the first thing that be going with black kids is the ability to dream. Right. Like that's where, you know, I work with some of the most nihilistic kids in the world. You know what I'm saying? I used to be one. You feel me? Like it like what's the purpose of focusing on all this stuff if it's going to be bad for me? Right. So um, getting getting black kids to dream again and to and to see themselves in a really positive future uh, and it, the way it opens up communications between parents, I think everybody going to learn a lot. I think kids are going to learn a lot from hearing their parents be very vulnerable with them around what they see. And I think, you know, if parents are listening to go back to our first point, I think they're going to learn a lot about their kids. Yeah, that's what's up. All right, we're going to take our first call. Uh, let's see if this could work. If it's if it works, it's going to be really good. If it doesn't, then, hey, we tried it. Uh, there we go. Can you hear that? We can. Hello? Peter Ford, resident of Nuke. Eight black hands here. Hey, listen, bro, you're a Patreon member, and one of the pra- Patreon perks is uh, you getting to call into the show, and so we want to hear about uh, what you're recommending for kids to do this summer, sir. All right, cool. cool. Sounds good. That sounds good. Let, 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 let me turn you all down so I'm not echoing. So, uh, I mean, first, I, one thing I wanted to share was is um, 
I'm listening to what you all are saying, and I'm thinking about what we're doing. Like, man, I like what you all are proposing even better. <laughs> but, I, but really, because they're, they're really um, amazing suggestions. I think about what my mom used to do with us, you know, had us in stuff all the time over the summer. But mm-hmm. I know what I, one of the things I said, you know, all these schools, all of these boys and girls clubs, whatever, you know, we're getting tons of money thrown at us this summer. People are going to be doing things. I know. So I would tell parents, one, see if your school is offering something that you think your child is going to want to do. I know we're we're having a pretty intensive. I mean, when I say intensive, it's going to be about good four weeks of summer school focusing on our sixth and seventh graders. Um, like I said, find a boys and girls club. Find a, uh, one of these parks that have a summer program. There's going to be something available. Or even the next step, maybe there are teachers that you have a good relationship with that are willing to do something specifically, you know, for your particular child. I would tell parents to do that. I know personally, I did that last year with some of our eighth graders who were going to ninth grade. And uh, in, in fact, one of uh, one of my students was the daughter of a frat brother of mine. And, um, you know, that's what I would tell parents to do. Go out there. There's going to be programs. Schools are going to be offering things. So just go out there and, and try to find what best fits your child. So I know I'm going to be working this summer. I'm looking forward to it. But, yeah, go out there and find it because everywhere has got something that they're going to offer. Well, thank you, sir. we got to get to one more call. Appreciate you, bro. Always, always, always. Thank you. All right. All right, so, uh, fellas, what, what do you think about what uh, Mr. Ford said? I think, this, you know, uh, he makes a good point that this is why we should have these conversations because you always might hear something. Uh, you know, we're always trading. We're, we're always, you know, trying to do the best we can, but we hear what someone else is doing and uh, it makes makes a difference. Yeah, I love it. Next up, we got uh, Dr. Bill Conrad. <laughs> Random calls with Ray. <laughs> Hello? Dr. Bill Conrad, sir. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I made it through. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. So uh, I'm driving in Albuquerque. I'm driving in Albuquerque now, trying to avoid road runners. Uh oh. Right. So yeah, we're, nice, we're, nice. we don't want to be a part of uh, any hit and runs. Uh, what what uh, <laughs> what are you suggesting for kids to do this summer, Doctor Bill? I, I want to play off Doctor Cole's idea of uh, building a vision for kids and setting goals. I think that's uh, really essential. What I used to do is I used to give kids like a square of aluminum foil, like a foot by a foot, and I'd ask them to use that as sculpture uh to build a sculpture of the vision that they have for themselves in the future right in their education and it's amazing what kids will come up with when you give them that opportunity for a creative outlet using just basically aluminum foil and letting them you know create uh create their vision and not just writing but in a kind of an artistic fashion so uh and you can use clay you can use all sorts of different materials, but it gets the kids hands on, it gets them engaged, it gets them talking, thinking, and being creative as well. Yeah. So we appreciate you, sir. Uh, appreciate you rocking out with the with drive the safely. Yeah, and drive safely, uh, sir. Don't hit no birds. I'm crossing the Rio Grande River right now. Uh, you know, I've, I've not been to New Mexico. That's on my list. I, w- I want to get out there. Uh, all right, sir. Be well. Uh, yeah, thank you, thank uh, you, Raymond. All right, Sh- Sharif, get us a show booked out there, brother. That's that's let's do it. <laughs> so, so we were, we were close at one point. We were close, but yeah. where were we? I know someone who will host us in New, New Mexico. Is that where he said he is? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Basically, we can get it going. 
to everybody listening that the hands are ready to be back doing live shows. So, the streets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the streets is calling. But you know what I like? I like what he said about, uh, you know, because it made me think of, of, again, in school, how many students uh, don't get to have art or music classes, right? Like that, mm-hmm. that you know, everybody's talking about like, oh, whole child. But then a whole big part of that child is ignored by the same people that talking about we need a whole child uh, looking at, you know. Um, and so this uh, opportunity to do something artistic and use a different part of their brain and explore a different part of their, uh, you know, just the growth and experiencing and the curiosity. Um, I, you know, I, li- I like that. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So fellas we're coming up on time and I know y'all get long with it and stuff. So I want to go one more round and then do closing thoughts. Um, uh, next round, Cole. Start okay. With you. Um, no, nah, it's all good. I, I think um, we've kind of said a lot of this stuff, man. But I, I think one thing, you know, maybe it might be fun for parents and students to take some type of class together, whether it's physically or um, we all know that there are certain things that they're not going to teach you in school, like money management, wealth management, taxes, all this stuff with Bitcoin. Like it could be something as small, like like as Chris was talking about, like hobbyish. That's just fun or actual skills. Uh, hell, probably some skills that you might still need to develop as well. So, uh, and not just throwing this out because he's a friend of the show, but I, Dr. Boyce Watkins does have a really cool, you know, financial literacy thing that kids can do with their parents. And he did it in a way which is really smart where, so parents don't feel like embarrassed or whatever. The kid version actually teaches the parent, right? Like it's really one of those things. That was kind of the concept I was going for when I created that cartoon was it looks like it's aimed towards kids but actually you know i call it the toy story theory right where it's like we made a cartoon that's really for adults but uh kids can enjoy it too so doing something together i think there's value in just being able to see your parents you know studying or working towards something and whether y'all doing it on a computer virtually or y'all going somewhere you know it's just a new opportunity to build new bonds and build new traditions with your kids and you know i know it's different for people that got one kid versus multiple kids if they get close in age or not uh you know as the oldest i had a a a brother who was the middle child that middle child syndrome should be real you know what i'm saying like so you know this maybe it's one of those times as a parent to check in and kind of see get your inventory check of where you rank amongst your kids. Not just who <laughs> I know parents got favorite kids, even though they're not supposed to say they do, but hell kids got oh, favorite yeah. parents too. <laughs> kids got favorite parents too. So anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I want to start no stuff with the three dads on here. You know what I'm saying? Uh, just real quick. How would, would you be upset if you wasn't the favorite parent? No. Okay. Divide. Sure, if you wouldn't be offended if you weren't the favorite parent. Mm-mm. I mean, I'm always vying to be, but like, you know, mom got me beat. You know what I mean? I'm always like, yo, they're like, you, I, I've seen this, uh, these clips where people put their kid in the middle, a little kid, and yeah, they run the opposite direction yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. to see which way the kid, it can be looking. Generally, the kid, like, I'm going with mom. Yeah. Yeah. You, you're just trying to get your that feelings hurt so as funny. a dad. Yeah, you're trying to get your feelings hurt. Feelings hurt. Hey, hey, I feel like baby girl runs to me when, uh, when, when she don't want to be in trouble. <laughs> she fell. She came to me. She get like, Dad, look, look, a little boo boo, whatever you know, something like that. But by and large, she like, we're mom. Yeah. <laughs> I started charging. Her. I started charging her a quarter. Little five year. I'm like, every time she ain't got no money, but she like, I ain't got no money. Every time she comes, she's like, where's mom? 
I'm like, stop asking. The house ain't that big. Go find it. Why you keep coming to me? Just, dang, dang. Yes? Where's mom? I'm like, yo. Like, that's all I'm good for? Give See, that's why I can't be a dad, because I'm I'm competitive. I'm going to win, damn it. I'm beating her. She going to, nope. Don't let me pay bills either. What, that, that's your favorite? Guess, guess, see how favorite it is with no lights. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. They come to me for outdoor stuff. That's it. If it ain't like That's an cool. outdoor thing, like, you know, they're like, uh, hey, mom, Chris, mom, mom, round four. And I, I guess we can start wrapping in final thoughts. Uh, yeah. So this is round three. It's not round four. It's not round three. Yeah, like we didn't do my third one, but that, right. that's okay because I know we on time. So, um, so, so first, let me just say I concur with with Charles. Last one was uh, my my mom and I did classes together. I want to say mm. I was in high school or whatnot. We did Ch- Chinese Mandarin cooking for one, and I was like, "What the hell is this?" And then when we was eating, I was like, "Oh, this is what's up." <laughs> like, like, like in the beginning, I was mad, but then when we like started eating, I was like, "Okay, well, yeah, I'll take this class over again." And I still to this day know how to make what what we learned how to make in those classes. So that was cool. That was what was up. Um, um, uh, so my last one is don't be alone. Don't try and do it alone. Don't, you know, uh, one of the things kids missed out on this year was social time mm-hmm. and adults missed out on it too. And, um, and a lot of people have been out here trying to do things by themselves and fending for themselves. This is my final thought. I'll wrap it into that. <clears throat> Charles had mentioned earlier, and I said, this was one of my thoughts was if you got room in your van, like just use that as a metaphor. If you got room in your van, if you got room in your bank account, if you got room in your house or your 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 trip that you're going to take or whatnot, this is a good time for collective activity to help others and, and to bring others along. Anybody can be a philanthropist. So I, I want to say everything we talked about tonight, I just want to say I'm not saying any of this out of um, expertise. I'm not saying this as an expert. I'm not writing a book right now and saying this to you as someone who has studied these things. I'm saying this to you as a parent who's looking, who's staring down a summer with three kids that went through a year that was not good. And we got to figure out, (coughs) excuse me, what we're going to do this year um, for the summer. And we don't have it all figured out. These things that I said tonight are things that um, I'm planning on and I'm thinking about. But this last one around... Um, everybody can be a philanthropist. Like, you know, some things cost $10 to get in and you got $10, right? Help somebody get a $10 ticket to something, right? Zoos and theaters and uh, um, museums and all these type of things, they require you to get there. They require like transportation to get there and sometimes money to get in. And sometimes they have a little class on the side in the summertime this could be a good year for everybody just to do for others and do for yourself too at the same time. Right. Don't put too much pressure on your kids. Don't do too much uh, in terms of trying to make up for the year, for the school year. Don't put them in school times too, summer school times too, because you're going to wear them out mentally um, and take some other kids along for the ride. That's my final thought. And my third one all wrapped up in one. Appreciate you, bro. Reefy, jump ahead. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I love it. I mean, I, th- I think, you know, knowing where your kid are, your kids are, uh, or kid is, um, understanding like what their needs are, you know, what are their needs? What are your needs? Like, so that next year can be even better. <laughs> um, and that, that it's a different experience, but I think that healing process, like, you know, like how, how many of our, our kids are actually stressed out? <laughs> you know, all the time. Right. When we're talking about like, you know, they read somewhere a couple of years ago, like kids having higher blood pressure than uh, what they would 
uh, wow. normal, right? And I think some of it may be diet, the salt, the sugar, but some of it is just like how they're treated in, in um, yeah. you know, by adults, you know, they're, they're uh, for 180 days if they, if they go every day, right? Like that's, uh, you know, that's real. So we're talking about like mental health breaks, you know, as adults, oh, I need a, I need a, a mental health day. I need a mental health day. You know what? Kids <laughs> probably need a whole lot That's of true. mental health days. They're actually catching the brunt of whatever, uh, you know, uh, ails uh, a district or a system. And so I, I, I like that of really taking stock of what's happening um, and, and, you know, finding ways to help your kid relax, whatever that is, you know? Yeah. Uh, Charles. Oh, did you want to roll this final thought? I didn't. I don't want you to. Oh, that was final thought. Oh, I thought you oh, wanted okay. us to respond to what's the name. All right. I mean, it's Memorial You ain't got to work tomorrow, so we, we can come back to you. Go ahead. <laughs> I, just, I just wasn't sure, Ray. I wasn't trying to take. I just wasn't. I didn't know if he was done. My bad. Hey, Charles, no, you just got really clear, Charles. The picture's like perfect now. What what just happened? I think I think your internet has just got stronger. But yeah, <laughs> it looked the same over here. I'm just saying, but thank you. I'll take it. Go ahead, Charles. Wrap up. Go ahead. I wash my face every day. Um, that's what it is. Um, I, I would say uh, I, I really love what, what, what Chris said, and I get what you were saying, brother. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to. At least y'all know we don't share our list with each other beforehand because we definitely <laughs> stepped on each other's uh, topics the whole time. Uh, but I, but I do think. Um, it was funny because Chris was like, I'm not writing a book about this stuff. You know, what? I wrote one like we talked about this and it was really dope. <laughs> <laughs> I got to I got to do a better job of selling that damn book, man. I, I, just, I really should. Right. But no, but it was, you know, one of the stories and I'll just end it on this because I really think what Chris said was powerful. And here's an example. There was one of the kids who was going through a lot. They had a, it was a rough divorce and, and a lot of stuff was happening. And the mother would send her son over to their divorce lawyer's home uh, so he could have dinner with his family and and kind of see that structure. So that structure wouldn't be lost. And they included him in things. And he eventually became, you know, a lawyer. You know what I'm saying? Like, and and, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that that just happened directly because of that. But what I'm saying is, is that utilizing your village and everybody in it, you know what I'm saying? It exposes kids to things in a different way. And like Chris said, and I think we should, I, I really wanted to just stay there. There's no shame in getting help. There's no shame in reaching out and having like a network of people. And um, I just think it's a beautiful thing. I think we have to give back to community. We was doing one of the other shows before I left Chicago and the lady, y'all know my neighbor, um, the elderly lady, she lost her son who's my age and her husband has passed on. So, you know, she takes really good care of me. So the window was open. I was doing the show and she like knocked on the window because she wanted to bring some food over. Right. And it was just a beautiful moment of like what a community looks like and living in big cities and in the, in the two thousands and all that stuff, a lot of that stuff has changed and went away. You know, I remember having to go to the neighbor's house with a note to ask for sugar and stuff. I know there's just a generation of kids that don't accept that, that have never done that. And then a lot of kids that are growing up, not knowing who their, who their neighbors are now more than ever, I think you need community. Um, and, and if you got some folks in physical proximity, utilize them. You know what I'm saying? Like, check them out. Don't be stupid. But like, <laughs> but definitely utilize them. And I like that thing, Chris. I think you should do something with that. If you got enough room in your van, invite some kids to be over there, you know? Yeah. So, uh, you know, next week is a is is a pretty big week. We start with tomorrow, but I'm pretty sure you guys are working on things. So if you want to give folks like just like a synopsis of what you're working on next week or what, what upcoming things you got, uh, now's the time to plug it. Uh, Chris, starting with you. Nothing really to plug, man. I'm plugging away at the same stuff every week, trying to make sure that I write something once a week about what's on my mind, hoping that I can move a message forward 
That's really just my goal. My goal is to be someone who has a platform that communicates a message week to week that helps move the narrative that we need uh, moved forward in the public, trying to do uh, daily conversations that matter. So next week I have a few coming up that I think, you know, are conversations that matter. And um, and that's it. Trying to roll like, listen, we are all doing double duty. I'm trying to roll into the summer uh, and be more present than I've been able to be with the family than I have been able for, to be all year long. Just be very honest with you. Yeah. And I have like Negro fatigue right now. So I need to like I, I mean, I might need a week or two to do nothing. And plug nothing, you know, uh, go somewhere. That would be Yo, two weeks without the, that would be amazing. <laughs> I do, bro. And, and I just want to say this because I get, I don't get to p- complain often. So, uh, I want to do a road trip and none of my family's interested. So I'm, I, I'm like, if anybody's got to rent a family, like they just want to like rent me their family some kids that'll be happy like 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 vacation those vacation movies just be happy to be like oh dad let's do it that's crazy uh, <laughs> reef what you working on this week well you know as you know we start uh freedom school training on june 21st with the high school and college students um and coaches and and the program starts july 6th so it's just you know it's almost here right and so uh you know really excited about that you know we actually have you know more applicants double the applicants than we have slots for so hopefully we can continue to raise funds and grow um uh this piece uh right right in the joint man you know this is uh the 100th anniversary of, of white terrorism in tulsa mm-hmm. and you know trying to uh craft a piece that compares that to the move bombing right where what are the systems and the mindsets that just allows you to burn people houses down, you know, burn their schools mm. down. Like, you know, but there's there's a there's a mindset and there's a, a genealogy that connects all of that. Um, then writing another piece about, uh, you know, everybody trying to get more black folks in their spots, whether it's schools, whether it's nonprofits, whether it's up. But are the black folks who are already there, are they happy? <laughs> you know, you try to get more, but are, are, are your Negroes happy? Like, you know, like y'all trying are to you, get all your Negroes happy? Is that what I'm you just, said? I, that's how they, that's how they treat us. That's how they Wait think they still there. That piece. Wait till oh, the haters get a glow to that. They think they still there. Like, you know, Yo, that's they always talk about like, oh, them happy, them Negroes are happy. That was a mindset. No, they happy. They happy on like, this plantation. And yeah. now they still like, they might not call it that way, but then they're his. They're like, yeah, they happy and oppressing oh, I know. the hell I just, out. I just, I'm just, I'm just talking about the ops taking your soundbite, brother. And oh yeah, that. no, absolutely. Yeah. But oppressing the hell out of them. But like, yeah, our <laughs> Negroes are happy. We good, you know. Like, nah. <laughs> he said it again. Uh, <laughs> okay. what, you, what you working on, bro? I, no, no, no. Oh man, shit, that was hilarious. Your Negroes are happy. Uh, anyway, I'm sorry, but that was just unintentionally more funny than you. You funnier than you even know, Sharif, and it's just hilarious. Um, nigga said that your Negro's happy. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm goofy today, bro. I'm gonna laugh about that like for like five minutes afterwards. Um, I, you know, I'm working on a few different things, man. Um, some of the stuff ain't where you know, once it gets out, once it gets like ready to go, I'll kind of talk about it. I'll tell y'all off. I mean, y'all know about the, the thing I'm trying to give away for free. Uh, so that should be coming pretty soon. It'll be coming definitely in time for black boys who are going to be starting college uh, so they can have that guide for them. Um, and just just, you know, trying to lift the voices of other people like in my community, man. Uh, we had Kamar on the show the other day and him and him and his colleague, they started a new organization right after that. And uh, they were working on it then. And, you know, just supporting them in their first starting thing, their 
after they do their three or four episodes, they, they can do whatever they want. But I'm just really, really happy about that. I'm really happy that somebody else from Oakland with a dope voice is going to get an opportunity to be heard and that I can help out with that. That 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 makes me feel so good. You know what I'm saying? And 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 Chris, this must, must have been what it felt like when you was recruiting people earlier on, you know, for the blog and just finding voices that people needed to hear but couldn't. Mm-hmm. So that that and then uh, just the Latin, the, the, the black and brown show that we trying to build from 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 scratch, which is, you know, it's something interesting about starting from zero. And, and it's something fun about it, some kind of hungry about it. And I think the reverence that a black hands is built. Like, I think we just are really, really well respected. You know what I'm saying? And it was just, I forgot what it felt like to be at zero and it, and it was something kind of rejuvenating about it too. So, um, so just, I just appreciate y'all and what we're doing and, you know, hopefully I can build some stuff that'll help out this community and y'all will see it in a few weeks. That startup energy. It ain't nothing like it. That's what's up. You know, now's, now's my time to plug black think tanks. Uh, we got these folks out here that are writing these ignorant ass pieces uh, and and they're more centralized around money and white think tanks. So I think that every time that they put something out, we need to have a counter narrative that addresses it uh, from our lived experiences. And I even saw a tweet that said something about where does lived experiences come from? Like, what the fuck? What? It, it comes from y'all's racism. It comes from us having to have fucking high blood pressure from dealing with y'all's... Man, I get so angry with these people, bro. And I'm tired of being angry, but I don't know. So I guess I got to put it into writing. So I got something coming out tomorrow. All right. Um, but other than that, everybody else, y'all good? We good. We man. good, Thank man. You. I just, you know, on this last piece of what you just said, Ray, I'm just going to say this is the moment of realignment. The good, let them do what they're doing because they're actually creating people who didn't used to get along. They're actually making uh, I'm starting to stick up for people I've never stuck up for before. Cause now, cause, so let them do that. They're, they're actually pushing us into a corner where we have to be together with each other. Yeah, like, I, I, um, hope those, I hope those people that are seeing this are also uh, in the spirit of coming together because, you know, right now they're about to get some aid that they would have never have gotten. Uh, prior to this. And I'm happy about it. We got to realign. We need a bigger tent, not a bigot tent. That's what I wrote last week. We can't be rolling with people in education reform that on the one hand want to give us school choice and better schools and on the other hand want to kill us uh, and want to do like the, you know, want to be David Duke one day and want to be Santa Claus the day after. We can't do that no more. So, so, and if I'm going to name a thing, I'm going to name it here at the end. Like these attacks that they did to Nicole Hannah Jones try and take her position for whatnot. You know, we had a little bit of uh, I had a little bit of intellectual disagreement with her. Not anymore. She needs that. She needs that job and she deserves that job. She can have that job this week. Just today, you and I went back and forth. Uh, Crazy uh, attack on Bettina Love coming out of American Enterprise Institute. American Enterprise Institute appears to be uh, trying to be wanting to be in first place of the David Duke Awards. Do it. Keep doing it because now we're going to come to Bettina's uh, uh, aid. First thing I'm right. Wrong. So if you want to you want to create realignment, go ahead and do it. I'm sorry. See, you should have done that at the end. You should have done hey, that. Hey, that's the, the perfect time to do it. I that's said if we right. got anything coming up next week, and we do. No, so that's hey, it. folks, thank you for coming through. Uh, this was an amazing show for us. Uh, we love giving y'all practical solutions in order for us to be better as a people. Uh, we'll check you guys out next week. You have been listening to the Eight Black Hands podcast with Ankrum, Cole. El Mecky and Stewart. If you like what you heard, follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at 8BlackHands1. Thank you for listening. <laughs>